Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's going on, everybody? We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy. We hope you're safe. We hope you're satisfied. We hope you're healthy. We hope you are full. We hope whatever is going on, that it is a party in your life. It is the Dallas Cowboys postgame show here on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel, Twitch channel, and Facebook page. You can watch us live on any one of these platforms. You can also catch the rewatch there at your own convenience. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our podcast network, where you can also listen to this show after the fact. We have shows and videos and content coming out all week long to talk about the greatest team in the world. That is the Dallas Cowboys. And if you want to read about the Cowboys, get educated, learn a thing or two, make sure to check out Blogging the Boys dot com 24 7 365 we have a lot of stuff already uh in the can coming out after the latest dallas cowboys win a 49 to 17 final score should have been 49 to 10 if one of the head coaches involved wasn't so petulant and could have just accepted things and not jeopardized everybody's health by playing for some silly little plays at the very end but hey that's neither here nor there brian dable by the way brian dable has never defeated the dallas cowboys as the head coach of the new york giants brian rail everybody follow brian on tiktok and talk cowboys says you still sound like crap rj kevin says on youtube rj are you feeling better yet i am feeling better uh thank you to those of you who are concerned uh who have noticed uh the range i guess of my beautiful baritone voice uh last sunday when the cowboys lost to the eagles i could feel the onset of a cold coming on my wife and i our son is about to be two years old you know what it's like when you have a two-year-old in daycare they bring sickness home all the time i've been battling it all week long i am feeling better um i promise you i sound much better than i feel my voice is just a little bit thin from all of the sickness and all of the coughing but we're not here to talk about me although thank you rick for saying that you hope i feel better we're here to talk about the dallas cowboys 49 to 17 the final score really 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 difficult i think to um kind of peel back this onion because it's a big fat onion uh murder she wrote on youtube says victory polo monday that's right tomorrow we wear polos take a selfie tag me on twitter or instagram at rjochoa threads too if you want to party on over there if you don't have a polo my friends at homage have a great victory monday t-shirt i did tweet out and thread out a link to that shirt if you want to buy it it's nice uh and it's a good kind of thing to wear obviously following days like today i'm wearing the red polo today because the cowboys went with the bicentennial stripe obviously uh today against the new york giants a historic sort of uniform for dallas it was a historic day dak prescott setting franchise records cd lamb setting franchise records obviously all cd lamb does now is have 150 yards in every single game three 
in a row for CeeDee Lamb. Beyond that, CeeDee Lamb, by the way, now in his last four games for the Dallas Cowboys, has 617 receiving yards. Last week, he became the fourth Dallas Cowboys player ever. Uh, I say ever, but in the Super Bowl era, uh, to record 450 receiving yards in a three-game stretch. He joined Miles Austin in 2009, Terrell Owens two years before in 2007, and Amari Cooper. But CeeDee now stands alone. He is the first Dallas Cowboys player in the Super Bowl era to record 600 or more. Again, he has 617 receiving yards in a four-game stretch. He is one of the nominees for our star of the game. If you're watching on Twitch or YouTube, apologies. But if you're on YouTube, you can vote in our poll option. We hand out a star of the game um, for this. We have the wrong names here on the the, um, the title here. But the nominees are Dak Prescott, uh, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, or whoever you want. Um, Brandon Cooks was used in the game. By the way, Rick says three co-MVPs of the game for Dak, CD, and Cooks. Dak Prescott, all told at the end of this game, didn't play at the very end because it was Cooper Rush time. 26 of 35, 404 yards, four passing touchdowns for Dak Prescott. Also had a rushing touchdown on the day. I hope you started Dak Prescott in your fantasy league, your daily league, your prop league, whatever it was. Dak did throw an incredibly ugly ball in the first half of this game. Um, it was easily his worst interception of the season. It wasn't a tip pass. It wasn't a great undercut by the DB. It was just a horrible throw by Dak, uh, but obviously made up for it. From a receiving standpoint, we talked about C.D. Lamb, 11 catches, 151 yards, and a touchdown. Got outdone. Wasn't even the most productive Cowboys wide receiver of the day. Brandon Cooks, hey, ho, wait, welcome. Brandon Cooks is on the Cowboys. Maybe we should use him. Yeah, I'm with you. Brandon Cooks, let me double-check this figure, and I'll get this tweeted out in a little bit here. Brandon Cooks, prior to today, had played seven games for the Dallas Cowboys, all right? In seven games, Brandon Cooks had 29 targets, 17 receptions for 165 yards and two touchdowns. Brandon Cooks in this one game outdid the yardage. Brandon Cooks had 10 targets, nine receptions, 173 yards. Again, in one game, Brandon Cooks outdid seven games worth of production, only had one touchdown, didn't match the two, uh, but still an incredible game for Brandon Cooks nonetheless. And hey, uh, hi, hello, welcome to the party, Dallas Cowboys. Brandon Cooks is on your team. You should use him. That's something that we've been saying and we've been screaming really this entire season. Um, so good for them from that perspective. And early in the game, a lot of people thought, and I'm going to apologize right now. I may have to cough a time or two throughout the show and kind of feel it coming on. I know that won't sound great, so sorry. Uh, Michael Gallup wasn't involved, and I think we all kind of had a, a difficult time with that because it was nice to see Brandon Cooks prioritize. Heck, it was nice to see Jalen Brooks prioritize. Michael Gallup, though, still got his three receptions from Michael Gallup, 70 yards, and an incredible 41-yard touchdown. I said three, two receptions, excuse me, two receptions for 70 yards. Jalen Brooks, who I mentioned, four catches, 39 yards, uh, didn't score. Jake Ferguson caught the other touchdown. So it was the three-headed wide receiving monster, the Cowboys. Jake Ferguson with a measly four receptions for 26 yards and the score. All told, it was just an incredible day. I mean, it really was. Um, we have talked a lot about the Cowboys and how great they are at taking care of the bad teams. We've talked a lot about the Cowboys and how great they are at responding from losses. We obviously all know that the Cowboys um, have dominated the New York Giants. They've won 12 games in a row against the Giants with Dak Prescott under center. They've swept the Giants three years in a row. They won this freaking series this year by a combined overall margin of 89 to 17. And again, seven points at the very end were really silly <coughs> from Ryan Dable. So all that being said, it kind of pointed to the Cowboys 
you know, <clears throat> having an impressive performance today. I mean, the line got up to what 17 and a half um, as late as Sunday afternoon, and the Cowboys quite easily covered. I do a show on the SB Nation feed uh, where Steven Sert is one of my co-hosts. He took the Cowboys as his lock of the week as 17-point favorites. In case you're curious, the Cowboys have opened as 11-point favorites for their Week 11 game on the road against the Carolina Panthers. This is another quality of this team that they take care of business. They take care of business at home. The Cowboys have now won an NFL-long 12 games in their home building. So we can sit here and we can have rightful claims about Mike McCarthy and things we do not like. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I thought I could do this without coughing once, but we're going to power through. Uh, we can be upset about Mike McCarthy and things he does for the Cowboys that we have problems with. And none of this is to say that those claims aren't fair, but this is the hallmark of a great team. And excuse me if you've got kids in the car or whatever, but when you just go kick somebody's ass, I mean, that's what the Cowboys did today. This was not, I've used this expression before. This was not a game. This was not a contest. This was not something that was up for grabs. This was a decision. This was the Cowboys deciding, Giants, you got on the plane. You came here. You stayed in a hotel. We hope you watch something you enjoy on Netflix on Saturday night because this is not going to end well for you. We are pissed off. We do not like the fact that we lost last week, and the Cowboys now have picked up another win in division. And this does not obviously undo the loss last week. And I honestly, in the week that it's been, haven't seen anybody who was mad with the Cowboys for the loss in Philadelphia. It sucked, obviously, but I think we all agreed that they played very well. Yeah, there were things we didn't like and mistakes and, you know, things that we wish they would have overcome. But they played very well for the most part in Philly, and they came out and they did it again. There is a clear ocean of talent between the Giants and the Cowboys. And to be fair, I mean, the Giants were starting Tommy DeVito at quarterback. But, I mean, the Cowboys blew out the best conceivable version of the Giants back in week one of the season, 40 to nothing. So that's kind of my opening statement. Um, Bubba Jay comes in and says, hallmark of a great team. That's a stretch saying the Cowboys are great. Bubba Jay, I know you're going to say things like the Cowboys haven't been to an NFC title game in 27 years going on 28 um, and whatever. The Cowboys are a great team. The Cowboys are absolutely – the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. You can think it's silly. You can laugh. You can come up with memes. You can come up with jokes. You can send me all the material that you find on Facebook. But the reality is the Dallas Cowboys are one of the very best teams teams in the NFL. And what we came into today wondering was whether or not they could live up to that. We have all been kind of wondering whether or not there's another trap game kind of lurking around the corner, kind of the way Arizona was for this team. And they have not fallen into that as of yet, which is nice to see. We'll obviously see next week on the road against the Carolina Panthers, but it's very easy um, to, um, to be very satisfied with the Cowboys. Kevin notes that Bubba said that Pollard let down um, his fantasy team. This was not a great game or a great game. Uh, I said Dame. Dame Lillard's obviously always great, but not a great game for Tony Pollard. That might be the one thing that I think the Cowboys didn't take care of. You know, this was kind of a, a spa day for the Cowboys, right? Like you go in, you get refreshed, you get your back massage, you get everything kind of, you know, you feel right and you feel ready for, you know, the next event or whatever it is. Um, but Tony Pollard didn't really take care of business in that sense. Uh, in case you're curious, Pollard finished. I mean, I say that. I mean, 15 carries for 60 or for 55 yards is is not anything to be upset about. But Rico Dowdle, 12 carries for 79, 79 yards, excuse me, 6.6 yards per carry. That's a little bit inflated. I had the touchdown at the very end. I don't want to keep being the person who says this. And I know a lot of you say this, and I hate kind of saying this silly little thing. 
but like Rico Dattle just runs a little bit differently. And I know that's kind of a, a, a lame general sports take, uh, kind of a football, you know, opinion heard on the radio. Um, you know, your average sports talk radio station, he just runs different. He does. I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, undisputable and indisputable at this point. Um, so, I mean, for what it's worth, Rico Dattle, I thought was used a lot more. I mean, it, it seems the Cowboys might, you know, be willing to agree with us um, in this sense. I mean, Rico Dowdle got a lot of work on the first possession of the game. So, hey, um, the Tony Parr thing was kind of the only, again, I wouldn't call it negative, but the only thing that wasn't on fire on Sunday for the Cowboys. Um, it should come, <coughs> excuse me, as no surprise that all of my stocks today are a stock up. If you're new around here on every post-game show, we do a stock report. I write about this as well at bloggingtheboys.com to also do an Instagram thing around it. So follow me there at RJ Ochoa. Uh, 10 stock ups. Some are a little bit of a cheat, I'll be honest with you, but no stock downs. Look, if you have a stock down, again, I, I get being fair and being objective and you know holding the team to a high standard. I have a really difficult time coming up with a stock down today. So nevertheless, let's start powering through. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joseph, by the way, says, I'm not getting hype over this win. I love that we won. Just need to win the big one or all this is for not. I'm not saying that you don't, that you have to get hyped. Um, but enjoy it. I mean, like, look, right before we get to the stock report, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm put the comment back up here from Joseph. Joseph, the Cowboys probably won't win the Super Bowl, right? Like if, if you're, if you're playing, you know, the odds game, if I gave you the Cowboys or the field, of course, we're all taking the field. I mean, that's just, it's a very difficult thing to do. But you know what? I'm going to enjoy this game because there will be a day in the middle of, you know, June where, man alive, I am so football hungry. And I will think back to this day and how it was awesome and how I got to talk about it on the Internet with my friends, uh, despite the fact that I sounded terrible and they put up with it because they're all great people. Uh, so I'm going to enjoy this win. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's move on. Stock up CD Lamb. Dude, Um Wow, I think C.D. Lamb executed the most incredible, if you want to call it diva move ever. I don't. I wouldn't call it a diva move, um, but you know, C.D. Lamb politely saying after the Niners' loss, "Hey, I'm a really good player. It would be a good idea if you used me. That would be smart. Thank you so much, C.D. Lamb. Thank you so much. C.D. Lamb said that, and everything." changed we we live in a post san francisco world when it comes to the dallas cowboys offense cd lamb is blowing up dak prescott obviously is blowing up as well um and it has just been incredible to watch 617 receiving yards over the last four weeks for cd lamb i mean what like what i mean like cd lamb is so great that the cowboys could purposefully at the very end of this game be like Oh, we're just gonna have him out here to hit his 150. Like that's that's what we're gonna do. Like we're we're literally just like checking off boxes. That's how low and little we think of you, Giants. Um, so CD Lamb is just, I mean, you know, Justin Jefferson's hurt. You know, it's it's this is kind of a um a, a conversation that's constantly moving, but CD Lamb is a is a top what receiver at this point in the NFL. I mean, certainly over this four-game stretch, I mean, that's the best stretch of CD's career. But I mean, as Adam says, CD is that dude. Kevin says CD is unreal. The one-handed catch was insane. That was very. That was at the very beginning of all this. Uh, Anwar, the manwar. Thank you for the super chat. Says Sedarian, the Leon Lamb is good at football. I agree with you. I mean, majestic detail says top five. Yeah, like I think the conversation changes on a weekly basis. Like some weeks, Jamar Chase is better, right? AJ Brown's amazing. Tyree Kill, right? Like some weeks, some guys kind of go off, kind of come back down to earth a little bit. He is. 
a top five wide receiver. He's in that club. He's amazing. Like CeeDee Lamb is, I mean, I believe that Micah Parsons is the best player at, at their respective position on the Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb might be number two at this point. Like we're reaching a point where CeeDee Lamb might be number two. He is that good. He is incredible. Wow. <coughs> so that one is pretty obvious. A lot of these are pretty obvious. Uh, Brandon Cooks. I wrote something this past week at our site um, about how Brandon Cooks was not being used at all. Entering this game, Brandon Cooks was experiencing career lows. Um, and I want to put that in context. The first seven games uh, of the season, relative to the first seven games he'd played every season of his career, right? Like not you know measured against his career as a whole. Um, he was experiencing career lows in targets, in receptions, in receiving yards, and in catch percentage. Brandon Cooks had a 58.1% catch percentage entering this game and was remarkable on Sunday for the Dallas Cowboys. 58.1, what is what is 9 out of 10? 90%. Hello. I mean, that math is super easy. Brandon, it, it wasn't just that Brandon Cooks was used more. I want to be very clear about that. And I'm not trying to say Brandon Cooks sucked at the you know for the first seven games this year because that was not the case. It was this weird mixture of qualities. But – I mean, he got the attention that he deserves and he played out of his mind. I mean, it was nirvana for the Cowboys from a Brandon Cooks perspective. And, you know, I, I wrote in last week's stock report about how I feel like Jake, you know, if CeeDee Lamb is Batman, Jake Ferguson is kind of his Robin. I don't know what Brandon Cooks is. Like, I don't know the DC universe as well, uh, but Brandon Cooks is his own Superman in his own right. He's nobody's sidekick. I mean, this was what we envisioned, right? This was what we hyped ourselves up over in the offseason was this version of Brandon Cooks. Holy crap. If this is what the Cowboys get, I mean, they're unstoppable. I mean, they really, really, really are. Shane Davis says he was finally used down the field. That's the thing. Like, Brandon Cooks was used on these deep patterns like he's the fastest dude on the field you should be taking the top off of the defense you have a quarterback who excels at the deep ball you should absolutely be leaning into brandon cook's strength well 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 done romo racer says i love when the whole squad is vibing balling and so many get to eat great day cowboys this was one of those days uh watsamata says i suspect that all year cooks has been open like this um it was just really wonderful to see <coughs> all right Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So stock up Brandon Cooks. Stock up Rico Dowdle. Um, I don't know anybody that disagrees. Oh, I like what Steve Lambert said, that Brandon Cooks is the flash. That's well done. Uh, Avery says, Rico, um, I'm not at a place where I'm ready to say that Rico Dowdle needs to out-touch Tony Pollard, but Rico Dowdle has to be used more. 
I think we all feel this way. He is making enough of an impact that he has to be used more on offense. You have to, you have to get him involved. This is the same conversation that we used to have in different respects about Cavante Turpin, about Deuce Vaughn, obviously, uh, in the preseason. I mean, you have to find a way to get Rico involved. I'm fine with what Mark has suggested. Rico needs more goal line carries. He's clearly the more physical runner. I mean, you like use that, use that quality. And I understand to a certain degree, you, you only have one ball. You only have, you know, so much, you know, that can, you can kind of spread around, but Rico Dowdle is absolutely taking advantage of things. You have to lean into that for the overall offense's sake. Uh, Gatlin Garrett says Rico, equal, uh, Rico equals Mark Marion, the barbarian 2.0. I wouldn't go that far, um, but he, I mean, I, he's, he's a physical dude. I mean, like he's a physical, physical runner. I think that's impossible to ignore at this point in time. Moving on, Jalen Brooks. Dude, you make your first two career receptions in a game. I know that he had more than that, uh, but the first two happened, obviously, uh, when the game was still close, if you want to call it that. It was in the first half when things were a little bit tighter. Obviously, the, the calculus involved change in the second half. What a find for the Cowboys. I mean, what a what a really awesome thing to see. Uh, who would have thought that he, you know, would have had more receptions in this game than, you know, than Jalen Tober. I mean, that would have never – I would have never thought that that would have been possible. I mean, we've been screaming about Jalen Tober getting more involved offensively. We were half right. Uh, but for real, Jalen Brooks really, I thought, was impressive. And sometimes this is what you're going to need. You're going to need another person to kind of thrive – while everybody's commanding different levels of attention. Now, in this game, um, everybody commanded attention and succeeded, so it wasn't a big deal. But what an awesome thing to see Jalen Brooks have an incredible rookie day. Uh, well done. By the way, Joe Brooks says, Jay Brooks squad. Well done to you, Jay Brooks. Uh, Mark, by the way, says Jalen Brooks. Who needs Noah Brown? Hey, I think we're all happy for Noah Brown. Speaking of 150-yard games, he said back-to-back 150-yard performances for the Houston Texans. That would have never been something I could have possibly predicted. Um, I don't think the Cowboys made a mistake letting him go. I think it just kind of is one of those things where it is what it is. Now, this might this next one might be my lowest um, stock up, like lowest qualified. Um, I gave Jake Ferguson one. I think there were a lot of ways we could have gone with this. <coughs> but he is very, very clearly a trusted confidant of Dak Prescott's in the red zone. And for a team who has struggled in that area. Um, it's nice to see them developing more consistency. That play action touchdown was a thing of beauty. And at that moment, uh, Loco, by the way, says cough. Look, I'm trying guys. I mean, I've been, you don't even know how much tea I've drank this week. I have drank so much tea. I probably drank 10 gallons of tea this week. So uh, it's been a tough, tough scene for me in my household, wearing hoodies and sweatpants and chugging tea. Uh, by the way, Jay says you need some tea, my man. I've been working on it. Uh, it's it's tough when part of what I do is talk for a living. But anyway, um, Jake Ferguson, I really thought that I've been on the play action. I thought that was Tony Pollard all day. I thought the Cowboys showed up to this game to scratch certain niches and to take care of certain things. Michael Gallup happened to be one of them. And I thought they were going to be hell bent, obviously on getting Tony Pollard a touchdown, but they didn't. So I really thought that that was well done, well executed. I thought Mike McCarthy kind of leaned into what everybody was expecting. Jay Ferguson, as uh, Adam Blank says, Witten Jr. Again, I wouldn't go that far, but he is, he's the real deal. I mean, I thought in the offseason, I didn't believe 
because I thought a lot of people would just sometimes people people say like I think so and so is going to be really great and it's really just them wanting that person to be really great. So I really wasn't buying in as much myself. I was wrong. You all were right. Jake Ferguson was right. Congratulations to him. Next up, stock up, Dak Prescott. Now, I'll be honest, when I, uh, you know, I was, oh, by the way, Casey says, what's with the flashing lights in your office? It's Sunday Night Football behind you guys. That's what's going on. Alan Chris, they're getting ready to call Raiders Jets. Anyway, um, I thought about in the first half, I thought, because, I mean, the Cowboys were going to win, right? And I knew that. And I thought, like, well, how can I get a little cute with this? I thought about giving Dak Prescott a stock down because, look, I mean, the interception was ugly. But Dak responded, and, I mean, everything outside of uh did i say mike Tarico or uh, al michaels and chris collinsworth i i obviously mean mike Tarico. thank you michigan for letting me know uh, that's my bad it's just kind of muscle memory anyway um this i i mean i don't know where to put this in terms of games that that dak prescott has ever played um i i mean i have no idea because this was a masterful performance this was dak just dominating little brother i mean that's who the giants are Dak has never lost to the Giants except for as a rookie. I mean, he has been absolutely on fire as of late. We could sit here. I did a stream for my friends at the BR app last week where we ranked Dak Prescott among NFC quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is amazing. I'm not here to, you know, say anything otherwise. But point to me, point out to me the quarterback in the NFC who's playing better than Dak Prescott right now. You can't. I mean, he is on a different kind of fire right now. Um, and I know people will say silly things and they'll make silly jokes and they'll have their memes and whatever, but Dak Prescott is undeniably absolutely in his bag these days. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's get to a couple of comments here. Thank you very much to, uh, or where did it go? Watson Mata for the super chats is hanging there, buddy. I know the show is about the Cowboys, but we're also here because we are your posse. We look out for RJ. Watson Mata, that makes me feel really, really, really happy. I really appreciate that. I love my internet family here. I love doing the post game show. I, not a lot of people would be as tolerant of somebody sounding sick the way I am. So I really do appreciate each and every one of you uh, for putting up with me. I know that the coughing is annoying. Uh, Kevin says, Dak had a heck of a day. I'm not even complaining about the interception. Loco, by the way, I wanted to bring this up, says you can see the screen on the top left of the helmet by the wear jersey. The screen is reflecting off of it. This wear jersey, for the people watching the show, is a new addition to the office. I've been very fortunate to interview DeMarcus Ware. I don't even know how many times at this point in time. We joke about it a lot. And D-Ware, uh, I interviewed him again on Monday. He's given me a hard time about not having something to commemorate him in my office. The jersey is here. Thank you very much to Marcus Ware. We at Blog and the Boys, all of our audience, we love you. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Casey says that Dak haters have been notably silent over the last several weeks. Uh, Shane said, I love this comment from Shane. Ever since he started running the ball again, Dak has become a dangerous quarterback again. And that's the thing. Like, we don't need Dak to be like Lamar Jackson, right? Like, we just, as as long as it's a threat to in his overall game, I mean, it, it just unlocks so much. And so, yeah, seeing this as uh, as a part of his repertoire is really, really, really impressive. Uh, the Star Wars curmudgeon says, I've been a critic of Dak over the years, but since San Francisco, he's been good. Just a shame you couldn't get it done on that last drive last week. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I mean, I think a lot of people would blame Terrence Steele, but that's a fair point. Mark says, four is getting more confident, comfortable, and what we need if we want him to win the big games coming. Jay says, top 10 game performance from Dak's um, career. I think I agree with that. Um, I also agree with Kevin says it felt like Dak was just picking and choosing who he wanted to throw to. I mean, I, I agree. Like, I mean, it, it truly was just like a Dak, like 
uh, I'm, I haven't hit Gallup in a while. Like, oh, oh, there's Brandon Cooks. He's running deep. Like, oh, whatever. Uh, so um, Dak has been amazing. As Nicholas says, MVP running. Yeah, that's what Micah Parsons brought up on his podcast on the BR app. He's absolutely uh, in the MVP running. Kenneth Cook says, RJ, come on, man. It's the Giants. I really thought Trey Lance was playing the second half. Look, I don't also mean to do the like, you know, silly little whatever, but it's it's the Giants and it's a Tommy DeVito led Giants and the Cowboys are 17 point favorites, but it's the NFL. And even if you believe that, and you should believe that, um, the Cowboys were 17 point favorites and they won by 32 points. I mean, like, think about that. They were they were 17 point favorites and they almost doubled that. Like that's absurd. Like that that does not happen in the NFL. You don't kick somebody's ass that badly just because they are bad. Good teams win, great teams cover, really great teams cover almost by two times the margin that is ridiculously large in this particular case. Uh as Avery says right now, the haters will hate, hate, hate. Y'all play the trash giants. We all know how it goes. Uh, that's very, very well said and very timely. Uh, Michigan says, Hey, RJ, you need to take a 1000 milligram vitamin C with some orange juice and applesauce every three hours until your sore throat goes away. I'll let you all know my throat doesn't hurt. Um, it's a weird thing. My throat doesn't hurt at all. I just sound terrible. Uh, it's just kind of where I'm at. So, uh, my voice is just kind of coming back and whatever little bit I have right now, um, I'm using with you all because I love you very much. Um, he says, I do hate giving up that last garbage time touchdown though. If you'll allow me in my um, kind of horrible voice to vent. That was <coughs> amazing timing. <clears throat> what the hell are you doing, Brian Dable? Um, and I don't want to be like overreactionary, but what what if somebody had gotten hurt, right? Like what, what if somebody had gotten hurt when Brian Dable was trying to play hero ball here, right? Like what is the point <coughs> behind Brian Dable trying to score a touchdown to narrow the gap from 49 to 10 to 49 to 17 what what is that like that there's no honor in that nobody no, there is not a giants fan out there who's going you know what guys at least we didn't lose 49 to 10 nobody is saying that there's nobody out there no giants player saying man you know what we really showed them right like we we don't travel down to arlington and lose 49 to 10 all right we lose 49 to 17 I mean, that was just, that was silly. I mean, that was lame. That was petty of, of Brian Dable. Um, the same Brian Dable who has never beaten the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, that was stupid, Brian Dable. I don't think that that was cool. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next up for me, I have two stock ups that I have broken in half, and this is the first of them. Sam Williams and Neville Gallimore, they got the sacks at the end of the first, or not in the end of the first half, but in the first half. Awesome to see. I hate to call them role players, but role players kind of getting in. A lot of you in the comment section were saying, where was Micah Parsons? I mean, the Cowboys saw a lot of these dudes kind of show up and eat. So it really wasn't a game that required Micah to be super sane. Similarly, stock up Dante Fowler and Demarcus Lawrence got the first possession of the second half started in the right way for the Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, good job by them. By the way, uh, D-Day 2 says Brian Dable, um, 2022 coach of the year, LOL. Uh, yeah, Kevin O'Connell was robbed. I know that everybody made fun of the Vikings last year and the point differential stuff. It was ridiculous that Brian Dable won coach of the year over Kevin O'Connell last year. And we're seeing that play itself out 
week after week after week today in this <coughs> in this NFL season. A lot of you bringing up Neville Gallimore's ejection. Um, yeah, that was tough. That was a tough scene. Like, I'm not advocating for that. Um, that was a, a, a really not cool. I imagine there's a fine coming. Uh, hopefully nothing beyond that, obviously, uh, with regards to Neville Gallimore. Next up, Michael Gallup. Dude, I mean, this fan base has been really hard on Michael Gallup, and he's not played well. He has a big contract. So when those things happen, um, it, it kind of you know all points in a certain direction. Um, but dude, I mean, the the 41-yard touchdown was kind of vintage Michael Gallup. They just throw it up. He's a big dude. Like he'll go up and he'll get it. He'll climb the ladder. I know it's kind of like catch it in his body kind of thing, not like a high point of, of a catch, but it's awesome to see. Michael Gallup involved, especially on a day where CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks were both eating to such a large degree. Loco says Gallup finally showed up today a bit. Great, great, great job, Michael Gallup. I have one stock up left, and I'm going to let all of you guess it while I check our star of the game votes. Uh, one stock up left. Remember, one left. So tell me who you think as I check our star of the game. The poll is now uh, getting set to close. Uh, again, this is just for our YouTube audience, so apologies. Man, this did not go the way I thought it would, so interesting. Uh, let's get this prepped. Uh, oops, that's the wrong thing. Star of the game, here we go. And your guesses for my final stock up are... Um, uh, Mark says Gallup didn't start tonight. Uh, I'm just giving... I don't care if he didn't start. I mean, Gallup was awesome. Matsumata says Gallup looked good today, not just because of the stats per se, high point catch and traffic. Um, Adam guesses Mike McCarthy. Oh, Perry joins in. Thank you, Perry, for the super chat. Says, I had the privilege of attending the game tonight. Gotta say, Dak's leadership shines even bigger and brighter in person. That's my quarterback. Well said, Perry Peters. I hope you enjoyed the game, whoever you were with. You obviously saw a great one. Hope you had a great time. Took a bunch of pictures, made some great memories, and that you get home safe. Bundle up. It's a little bit chilly out this time of year. Uh, Michigan says Tyler Smith. Kevin Wolf says Steel. Uh, Dave says Bland. I do not have Deron Bland. Uh, but he became the, the last two players in the NFL to record 10 interceptions in their first 26 career games. Deron Bland, Jaylon Dix. Anyway, uh, I don't see anybody who guessed it. No, 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 no. Nobody's got it. Uh, a lot of you guessed Deron Bland. I don't have a stock up. Look, I'm not going to take away from the interception. It was awesome, and it feeds that stat that I just told you. But it wasn't like a super impressive interception. You know what I mean? That's I mean, like, you know, the, the stock is relative, right? Like, Deron Bland's stock is really high. Like, at this point, he's got to do something amazing to, to further it even more. No, my final stock up, Mozzie Smith. Uh, oh, I, I saw the guesses right here at the very end. Shout out to Kevin and Watsamata and Loco who got it. This, I know we're talking small sample size. I know we're talking low bar, but this was the best game that Mozzie Smith has played as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think there's any denying that. Uh, really a problem early on for the Giants. And again, we're, we're being a little bit generous with these things, but that's where stock is relative, right? Like Mozzie's stock was really low. And I mean, being a, a somewhat kind of maybe problem, um, you know, is an improvement in that sense. And so on a day, once again, where it felt like everybody did something, it was awesome to see Mozzie Smith involved. There are days like that where sometimes some people don't do anything. Like Micah Parsons didn't really have like a flashy moment and a lot of people are pissed off about it. So that Mozzie Smith was involved, um, I thought was really, really cool to see. Betsy says Mozzie pancakes some dudes. Dave says, okay, fair enough. Making made a play. I think I mean Mozzie made a play, maybe too. Um, let's see here. There was another comment about uh Mark says Mozzie and Hankins plugged the holes tonight. 
really it was, you know, it was what you want to see. It was the development and the growth that you want to see at this point from Mozzie. So um, that was awesome. Um, a lot of you are upset with Jordan Lewis. I don't have him as a stock down, but yeah, not um, not the best Jordan Lewis game. We've had some rough Jordan Lewis games as of late. And by the way, Watson Mata clearly joking says Bland was trash today. Not even a pick six. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Uh, agree with Marks has great confidence. Uh, game for Mozzie. Keep building. Well said. Shane says, have we really talked about how Dallas's D has been pretty solid against the run this year? Mozzie's only going to help with that. Cowboys have yet to allow a 100-yard rusher. That's awesome to see. Um, Saquon Barkley's obviously talented, but the Giants were pretty one-dimensional um, in this particular game, so it was never going to happen, obviously. Now, I do want to address something just so a lot of you can um, be aware. I saw Betsy answered this in the in the chat. Uh, a lot of you said you thought you were going to see Trey Lance in this game. Again, it, it kind of had that vibe. It felt like the Cowboys were going to blow the Giants out. They did blow the Giants out. Trey Lance is not a part of the active 53 or excuse me he, he wasn't he is not a part today or normally isn't a part of the 46 man game day roster technically trey lance is an inactive player for the cowboys he is simply the emergency third quarterback a rule that was born out of trey's old team in the san francisco 49ers so what that means is that trey is technically an inactive who is allowed to suit up and he can enter the game but only under the conditions that both the top two quarterbacks, in this case, Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush, that both of them are either out due to injury or being tended or having their injuries tended to. Those are the only circumstances in which Trey Lance can enter a game. Um, on the only way that Trey Lance could have entered this game could have been if he had been active today and Cooper Rush had been inactive slash third quarterback. That would have been interesting. Watsamata notes an article that our own staffer, Jess Haney, wrote at blogontheboys.com. Um, Jess did mention that. Um, and I think that that would have really indicated that the Cowboys were expecting to blow the Giants out. And I don't know that that would have been a good look uh, for the Cowboys. You can, we can sit here and we can debate that, right? But if, if, if when the inactives had come out today at 155 Central, if Trey Lance had not been on it and Cooper Rush had, that would have given the impression that Dallas was expecting to, you know, be chilling in the fourth quarter. And while that came to pass, it would not have been cool and would not have been a good idea to kind of act that way ahead of time. So those are the specifics when it comes to this sort of thing, just so everybody is aware. As mentioned, the Cowboys have now won 12 games in a row at home. The Cowboys are about to be at home for three more games in a row, but they have one more left on the road. The Cowboys will travel to take on the Carolina Panthers a week from today on Sunday afternoon. They will be, I know that they said it, but just so you're all aware, with Kevin Burkhardt, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, Tom Rinaldi again, uh, and then again on Thanksgiving Day uh, when they host the Washington Commanders. And so this is an important time for the Cowboys. We all know that. Uh, next week has a chance to really swing things. Um, I, I love the week before Thanksgiving. I think we all, as Cowboys fans, um, hold Thanksgiving in a, in a bit of a different kind of way in terms of our holiday experiences because we're Cowboys fans, because our favorite team plays, because it's such a big part of the holiday. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, my wife and I, our son was born the night before Thanksgiving two years ago. So it's really kind of added to the overall experience for me. And the week leading up to Thanksgiving is just so much fun. And when you're a kid, it's so much fun because you're out of school and you're traveling and you're seeing family and then the Cowboys play, eat all the food, whatever. Um, next week has the potential to really just be incredible 
for the Cowboys. If you think about it, on Sunday, the Cowboys travel to face the Carolina Panthers. A week from now, we're hopefully talking about a 7-3 and three football team. And then just to confirm here, on Monday night football, right after, the Kansas City Chiefs host the Philadelphia Eagles. And while the Eagles uh, have been incredible in a lot of ways, um, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And so we have the chance on Monday night, the Monday before Thanksgiving, to have the Cowboys be 7-3 and three and have the Philadelphia Eagles be 8-2. and two. And that would be massive, massive, massive. It's going to be a little bit of a long road for the Cowboys to make up, you know, kind of ground of the division. It sucks that Dallas lost last week, but all of their goals are right in front of them, and they remain right in front of them if they beat these bad teams. Panthers next week, Commanders on Thanksgiving Day. The Seahawks had an impressive win, obviously, today. The Cowboys get them on Thursday night after Thanksgiving, and then it all kind of gets – Really, 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 uh, really stressful starting the week after Thanksgiving with that Seattle game. So I think I've pushed my voice enough. I know it's a bit of a shorter postgame show than usual, but I don't want to be coughing in your ear all too much. Let's wrap things up with our star of the game. The votes had it go to Dak Prescott. I really thought that this was going to go to CeeDee Lamb. I thought that Brandon Cooks would have been second, but Dak was <coughs> – I told you I could feel it coming. Dak was amazing. Um, again, I, I do agree. One of the top 10 games we've seen from Dak throughout his Cowboys career, um, really just kind of in control, a lot of authority, a lot of power, an incredible disposition. Um, CD lamb is the engine that's kind of powering this whole thing. This is the way I see things. And I'm a newer F1 fan. So if you're an F1 fan and I messed this up, apologies. I don't mean to be the person who watched drive to survive and then acts like I know everything. CD lamb is the RB 19. He is this machine, all right? That's who CeeDee Lamb is. Dak Prescott is Max Verstappen. He has the power and the authority to kind of push this thing through, to put all sorts of distance between him and the field. That makes Mike McCarthy Christian Horner. I mean, just kind of the dude who's overseeing things, who's got this passion, who's overseeing and executing everything. That's the analogy I have chosen to go with, despite the fact that I have pledged my allegiance to Ferrari and not Red Bull. So if you are uh, an F1 fan, I would love to hear whether or not that analogy made sense to you. If you're not, then I apologize for wasting your time for the last 30 seconds. All right. Schedule this week. Let's get it up on the screen for you. Uh, I've been I've been forgetting to do this every single week. Obviously, tomorrow is Monday. We'll have a bit of some, some thoughts in the aftermath of the day's win. Tuesday, we'll be back for a live Blogging the Boys roundtable that starts at 8 p.m. Central. Wednesday, we will have a brand new episode of the NFC East Mixtape. The notorious Brandon Lee Gowden will not be there this week uh, because the Eagles have been on by. So it'll be me and a very special guest. Thursday, speaking of, we'll have a game preview with a guest talking about the Carolina Panthers. Friday, we will have our Madden simulation. Uh, Sunday, we'll be back here for the post game. And if we have any sort of breaking news throughout the week, we'll make sure to get you covered on our YouTube shorts. You can also follow me any and everywhere you'd like. I'm all over social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and threads at RJ Ochoa on TikTok at RJ.Ochoa. If you'd like to do more of a long form thing, you can email me, RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com. Uh, the post game videos are a little bit tough uh, because there's so many comments. Uh, but if you leave a comment on any one of our videos, I'll also try to get to those as well. Uh, Mark says, keep drinking the tea, RJ. I had the same thing like you had. Take care. Appreciate that. Uh, Jay Arrowwood says, Michael uh, Schumacher was the greatest F1 driver of all time. Well said. Uh, Ethan says, uh, like RJ said, keep stacking wins. Enjoy the ride. We're playing for January. Loco gave me a stock up for fighting through the cough and doing the show today. Appreciate all of you. I really, I say it all the time. I have the, the greatest job in the world. I'm such a blessed man. And uh, to be able to share my love of the Cowboys with all of you and for all of us, when the Cowboys win, when the Cowboys lose, to come here to talk and to discuss and to do so in a peaceful and a fun way. Um, I, I've said this before, the high school version of myself 
um, who who had this insane passion that that nobody would match, um, would just be so thrilled to have so many friends in all of you. Uh, so thanks so much for hanging out, everybody. Can't wait to do it again. The Cowboys won. They're six and three tomorrow. Victory Polo Monday. Tag me in all your photos, and we did it. No more coughs. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you next time.